And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is a premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. We're on a strict deadline today. <laughs> As per usual, I would not have any other way. This is the Constitutionals. I don't know if you can see me or not, but this uh, episode has very little light. I'm, again, in the car. This time I still have the microphone on me, the good one. Sitting in the car. I am down the street from so many landmarks. Well, down the street. I'm like five feet away. Let's see what we got next to me. Uh, If you can guess where I am, text me your answers. I will send you a surprise. I will accept submissions now. (sighs) Nothing better than dead air on a podcast. Okay. Answers are. I'm uh, down. I don't want to be too specific. <laughs> right next to the Beltline, the Atlanta Beltline, a part of it. Freedom Parkways, uh, a mere foot from that. And uh, what part of the Beltline am I near? Oh, Beltline. The Beltline. It's basically all these lime. Oh, my man's just sprinting up the hill. I see you, brother. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, very close to the part with uh, that's under this uh, bridge type area, near the skate park, essentially. Very close to the townhomes. I was just at a coffee shop. Now I'm here. <laughs> Let me give you a little update of my uh, my life where it stands right now. I haven't worked in about three weeks at that job, that cushy job I thought I had. Uh, I've been emailing them saying, hey, guys, please. Like, oh, don't worry, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Then I noticed this morning that I was going to talk about this, but now I guess I will to my dozens of listeners. <laughs> and this morning I check my, the, uh, they have a scheduling app that they work with. So I check the scheduling app to see who, like, I'm going to see if all of the, all of the freelancers aren't getting time. Turns out all of them are except me. <laughs> People who have not worked in the news. I know this because I've spoken to them and said, Hey, what'd you do before this? People who have not worked in the news. And they're getting way more time than me. Given I've worked at several news publications and several capacities, and I know what in the hell I'm talking about. Given I also do this bullcrap, which has led me to uh, talk to an abundant amount of people in the news. <laughs> so I have a vast experience. Anyway, Finally, I get an answer out of the same person I've been emailing for the past three weeks. Uh, she gives me like she gives me like two excuses. <laughs> One of them is that there was a death in the family, <laughs> which fine, I get. I understand that. I don't. I mean, you know, that's. I'm sorry. Uh, she said she was gone for like seven to ten days, uh, and that's why you know I wouldn't get a lot of communication. But still. Come on. And then there was, uh, she said, well, you know, so they had me, they had me editing video, which is super easy. Then they had me writing, which is difficult because news writing is way difficult. It's different. It's way different than, uh, writing a book, which I've done, which is not good is writing a script, which I've done than writing, uh, for the digital, you know, the web which is, you know, different. And so uh, writing for writing for news for television is the one of the toughest things I've done. And uh, I, I was talking I was talking with this about somebody I was not gra- I I did not have uh, I wasn't doing I wasn't doing the best at it. 
and I, my fear was that they were going to uh, say something about it. Should have been they weren't going to say anything at all, and they were going to ghost me. <laughs> Like, like they were 18 year old little boys and little girls using Tinder for the 50th time in a week. When did ghosting become so popular? I understand. I mean, understandable. I used to, I used to ghost and then I realized it was very hurtful and then I apologized to those women that I did it to and I have not done it since. And that was, that's been, it's been maybe since I uh, started this thing, this website. Now this is not a podcast. Anyway. Called them out on their BS, and finally I will be scheduled within the next week. Oh my God, I'm so excited because now I have, <laughs> I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but I got, I've, uh, I've, I've, let's just say that I'm, I'm ready to get back to work. It was fine that first week, and then when it became that second week, I started going, oh no, I need to, I need something. Uh, but I've had to, I've had to resort back to old, uh, work practices that I am not fond of, such as dog walking and reaffirmed my thoughts that I hate dogs. So let's move on to this. Let's move on first topic. Let's move on to the, uh, to the first, first topic. This one, the next one, the one after the first two, let's do the first three and then move on to the last, uh, three, seven, seven, four, four, the seven total. Last week, this happened after the I, I stopped doing the podcast. Uh, Lee Unkirk parting ways with Pixar after 25 years. He's one of the big guys, one of their hive mind. I actually have the book here in my book bag. It's in, it's always it's perpetually in my book bag. Uh, it's called Creativity Inc: Overcoming the Unseen Forces That Stand in the Way of True Inspiration. Uh, written by Ed Catmull, who's the pre- president of Pixar Animation and Disney Animation, with Amy Wallace. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, I I believe it was Ed Catmull and uh, a couple of other people. Just see me sitting in the car, just talking to myself with these lights on. I just feel so, I'm not embarrassed because they don't know who I am, but still, <laughs> people. Uh, but uh, you know, we got this. We got this guy, Leon Kirk, who's been part of the th- since their first movie. He's been part of the company forever. Uh, he's leaving. He said this last Friday. Uh, he's he he was uh, from this comes from Deadline. Won two Oscars for directing Coco, uh, which is directing Coco and Toy Story three. Here's the thing. Uh, I've no I've no I've mentioned I know I have mentioned this before. Uh, Pixar has a way with they want to similarly uh, promote uh, people of color projects like Coco, but also not fully give it give control over to uh, people of color. (laughs) Well, uh, that's me saying that they love, 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 love having white people do do the heavy lifting. (laughs) Which is, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, I understand not every black or Mexican or, uh, excuse me, Latino. Uh, we got to be proper now, guys. Black, Latino, uh, other races, Asian. Not not all races are going to have a chance in charge, but they should. But come on. Uh, let's see. Pete Doctor was named chief executive officer of Pixar Animation Studios after the exit of the co-founder, John Lasseter, officially departed, also waited on Arkick's exit. Lee arrived at Pixar as we were crafting Toy Story, and he's had a profound effect on all Pixar films since. Uh, you go read this blurb yourself, but anyway, he's leaving. It'll be sad to see that they have this thing called the Brain Trust, I believe that's what it's called, where, again, it was just a bunch of white people get together and say, 
uh, and and judge the not judge the movies, but take a look at their current slate of films that are coming out and say, hey, is this where this is going and all this stuff like that. He'll be he'll be missed. Next, moving on. Let's see what this is. Uh, this one I just want to break uh, glaze over. The New Mutants is rumored to be delayed again, possibly released on Hulu. This movie has had so much trouble. Uh, New Mutants is a spinoff of the X-Men series with, uh, you guessed it, a bunch of New Mutants from the X-Men universe. Uh, and it's it's uh, having trouble because of the 20th Century Fox merger with Walt Disney Picture Companies. <laughs> Um, and you know, of course the mainline X-Men movies, which is actually having a release this year called X-Men Dark Phoenix, 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 <laughs> X-Men Dark Phoenix. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, uh, <laughs> which is having a release this year. Um, the, uh, this movie's been in and out of hot water for the past couple of years, uh, because I don't know, because of his, uh, I don't know the way it's the what it is. Apparently it's not good. Uh, the, this, this comes from tweets. Uh, this is from comicbook.com. This comes from tweets of, uh, Scott Bechtel. Uh, yeah, Bechtel. Just heard a whisper through the great grapevine. New Mutants will be delayed again. Fox and Boone are really struggling to come to terms with comprehensible finished product. That's so sad. They're looking to release it in early November, but Fox is still toying with the Hulu release in October for New Mutants. They're still trying to decide whether uh, which method would have more returnable value for an otherwise dead on arrival film. That sucks because uh, Massey Williams is in it, and I don't know who else is in this movie. Massey Williams, and I think she's the biggest star in this movie. So there we go. New Mutants is going to be it's supposed to be a horror movie, and uh, it's had horrors itself. I'm going to turn this light back on because no one else is looking at me. Next up, I just want to mention this in passing. High Flying Bird. It's a new movie from Steven Soderbergh, who said he was not going to do movies anymore uh, like five years ago. Cut to five years later. He's done three movies in a TV show, I believe. Yeah, in a TV show for HBO. Uh, this one is... Did the light... Did I turn it on or off? Ah, uh, the car turned off. All right. Uh, this is called High Flying Bird. Uh, and it's, again, another movie shot on iPhone. Please, somebody get Soderbergh a freaking camera because this and it looks like a shot on the iphone i don't care if you're the if you're steven spielberg working with jesus christ you don't need to just shoot movies on cameras all right soderbergh i don't care if you have an iphone 7 plus also using an outdated phone get an iphone x <laughs> iphone xr excuse me i don't know which one's the most uh, expensive one xs <laughs> like i'm mad at steven soderbergh <laughs> And finally, before we go to break, uh, this what will happen? This is from Variety, written by Daniel Holloway. What will happen to The Simpsons as Disney takes over Fox? I want to give you a little uh, refresher course. Disney's taking over Fox; it's a whole big thing. But they're not. They're take while while they are taking over uh, things that Fox doesn't own on the Fox network, such as The Simpsons, and I think Family Guy. I'm not entirely sure who owns Family Guy. Um, the, everything on the Fox network is going to be owned by is going to be owned by Fox. That means uh, everything that's produced by Fox itself, Fox proper. So that's why Brooklyn Nine Nine and Last Man on Earth were canceled, not because of ratings. They were canceled because Fox didn't own it right before this merger, um, and probably canceled because of ratings. <laughs> you know, it's strange when Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm going to check the waveforms here and see if we're still going. <laughs> when Brooklyn Nine Nine 
was canceled, there was an outrage. People were like, well, where's Brooklyn Night? Like millions and millions of people. And I thought to myself, why weren't you watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine? It probably wouldn't. It probably would have. They probably would have sold it to a different network. Just if you watch the show. And then, and then I see the. Uh, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine returned two weeks ago or last week. Uh, or two weeks ago, two, two weeks ago, and then uh, I saw the returns for last week's episode, which is the second week it, it's been back, and uh, they were down forty eight percent. Just uh, if you like a show, if you say you like a show, just uh, just, oh, the light bulb burned out. That's sad. If you say you like a show, oh, what the hell? I'm sorry, I shouldn't be cursing. If you say you like a show, just watch it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here messing with my car. What is this person behind me doing? Oh, they're parked. Okay. Anyway, just watch the show. Just watch it. It just, it, it doesn't make sense. Just watch the show. Hey, stop messing with this car thing. So, The Simpsons is going to end its 30th season this year. And there's talks of a renewal for up to season 32. Then after that, who knows? The Simpsons is uh, what is described in this article as a lost leader for Fox Broadcasting. Uh, here's a, here's this paragraph. I can't. I don't want to describe this myself because I know I'll get something wrong. The network sheds money on a per episode basis with costs increasing over the years because animation is really expensive. But those and the contracts. This is why we had an issue. I think about four or five years ago uh, when when uh, Harry Shear want to leave and everybody's contracts were getting more and more expensive, whatever. Uh, those are two separate incidents. I don't know why I brought that up. But those losses have been more than offset by the money the show makes for the studio, which is a lot. When corporate sibling FX networks secured uh, cable and streaming syndication rights for the show, it's embarrassing when I mess up. <laughs> rights for the show in a 2013 deal valued at the same time as much as $750 million. The back end for a 20th increased dramatically. What it's saying is they make more money in reruns than they do in airing new episodes. But the more re- the more episodes the more new episodes they have, the more reruns for the future they have. That's a lot of money on the table. If you watch FX uh, X and FX Now, you can see that they play The Simpsons constantly. I think it's about six nights a week now. And they play a mishmash of episodes, one from 97, one from uh, 2008, one from uh, 91, one from 2015. It's crazy. It's great. I love it because I watch The Simpsons every day, which is not a joke. After the Disney deal is complete, FBC, Fox Broadcasting Corporation, and 20th Century Fox will no longer share a balance sheet. The network will remain in the hands of Rupert Murdoch's slim down new Fox, while the studio will become part of the Disney ABC television group. This is the first time that Disney is going to have to, and Fox is going to have to come to 20th century is going to have to come to term terms with what in the world is going on with the Simpsons and how much money it costs to uh, run it. I don't know why you slowed down lady. Complicating matters is an untapped well of hidden of money hidden in Springfield. Being as old as it is, The Simpsons is a relic of a bygone television era. This is just some somebody uh, just saying stuff now. I'm gonna skip ahead. But in the case of The Simpsons, the original deals have kept the Fox studio from being able to fully exploit the show's value, which is true. Basically, saying a contract they just can't 
and the contracts that they have for the Simpsons, they can't just uh, just air it on reruns forever and stuff like that. With the FX deal, which expires in 2023, which is new for me, was set. Fox had to get permission from the stations to which it had originally licensed the Simpsons for an exception covering cable and streaming. So I believe that is something like uh, MeTV, which was I think which was the WB back like maybe 10, 15 years ago. They would air like they had like episode of The Simpsons at like four o'clock, two episodes at four and four thirty, and then one, two at seven and seven thirty. No new broadcast deal can be cut until this show leaves FBC in 2023. If The Simpsons were to end its run on Fox uh, with its 32nd season, that would uh, free Disney to negotiate a new deal or deals covering uh, broadcast cable and streaming that would potentially dwarf the $750 million paid by FX. That's a gigantic library of shows. Remember, it'll be 663 episodes by May of 2019. Disney has a multitude of options. Basically what he's saying is with uh by the time season 32 happens they'll have 700 plus episodes. They can basically take uh, uh 200 episodes and say all right these are the only ones that can air on cable. Uh take on uh, take f- 300 episodes and say hey these are the only ones that can air on streaming take another 200 and say hey these are the ones that are syndicated on broadcast via abc or fox oh no no not no no not fox abc that could uh, cause more money to be spent on episodes for uh, people who are buying reruns and stuff, saying, "Hey, we want this instead of seven hundred fifty million for the uh, for the all six hundred, they could say uh, uh, eight hundred million for the first five hundred episodes or the middle five hundred episodes, whatever episodes you want." Disney could also opt to forego an outside deal and instead use The Simpsons as a platform on which to build out Disney Plus or Hulu in much the same way that FX used to establish uh, then nascent offshoot FXX. Which is, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I would still have, uh, if I could afford it, I would still have cable or Hulu with live TV, which just raises prices. Jesus, to $45 for live TV? <laughs> uh, or uh, YouTube TV, which or Comcast or whatever, just whatever you can sign in on just to watch FXX. I would have that. When the show ends, this is a quote from media consultant Brad Adgate. He was built for <laughs> advertising. When the show ends, I would think that it would be because the creators of the show and the producers don't want to do it anymore, not because two media conglomerates come together. Uh, he thinks the show deserves better. But yeah, I do agree. I don't think that the show will end based on the merits of, you know, saying, hey, Disney wants more money for this. Because some money is better than no money. <laughs> but Disney will be getting money in the, God bless that person who's speeding, in the, uh, in the process anyway. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a real quick little break. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to come right back Talk about the Oscar nominations. And welcome back to the Constitution Podcast. Conan came back last night. I did not get a chance to watch it. I will watch all of it this week, and uh, I will get back to you next week. Oh, my gosh. I have I had three other topics I want to talk about, but I can't. I can't talk about that. I'm going to type in new Conan here, 
And then, uh, and since so many of these things have so many episodes, um, the things I want to talk about, uh, which is, I mean, it's nothing important. It's just that I started watching the Titan games, uh, schooled. I have an issue with that show, the spinoff of the Goldbergs and, uh, the new Conan stuff. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, but right now we're gonna talk about the Oscar nominations. Okay. All right. Oscar nominations, uh, great, very predictable year this year. Uh, but there's a lot of surprises in here. Uh, Black Panther uh, got that Best Picture nomination that uh, people wanted so badly. Uh, again, it's a superhero movie. I don't understand why it had to be why there was such a kerfuffle about it. Uh, I think one of the issues is uh, people wanted it in there because it was a. Uh, uh, <laughs> And I should be happy for it, but I, I mean, I am happy for it. I just don't care because it's a superhero movie. Uh, people were happy for it because it was uh, a black thing, uh, black superhero movie. The f- apparently in the the world's first black superhero movie, which is w- is way after Shaft. Um, not Shaft. What? Steel? You idiot! <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, and so, and they just, and they want it to be this best picture thing, but uh, I really hope it doesn't win. Don't vote for something just because it has a, a bunch of uh, p- black people or Asian people or uh, Latino people. Someone just went down a one-way street the wrong way. <laughs> or Latino people. Don't don't just do that. Because, uh, it, it's, I mean, come on. It's a superhero movie. It shouldn't beat the likes of, here are the other nominees for best picture, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, I really don't care about, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, Vice. There are other movies that... I don't want to say deserve it because then I look like I'm trying to shoot down a black production. But there are other movies that that are better suited for the winning. I think Black Klansman was a better movie. I think Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother We'll talk about snubs in a second. Sorry to Bother You was not nominated for anything. I think it was a, I think it's the best movie of the year last year besides that Spider-Man movie and the Teen Titans Go movie. Now, I know I just crapped on superhero films, but both of those movies were so great. And uh, blind spotting, so so many more better movies that should have been recognized. Actress in a leading role is the uh, girl from Roma, Yelitsa Aparicio. Aparicio. Clint Close from The Wife, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Lady Gaga, Star Is Born, Melissa McCarthy, Can Never Forgive Me, which is a surprise because I don't think anybody saw that movie. I want to see that movie. I have the script. I want to see the movie, of course. Oh, you better not hit my car. Backing out van. <laughs> Actor in a leading role, Christian Bale, Vice, Bradley Cooper, Stars Born, Willem Dafoe, At Eternity's Gates, Ramin Malik, Bohemian Rhapsody, Vigo Mortensen, Green Book. Lights turned off again. Directing Black Klansman, Spike Lee, Cold War, Powell, Pawlowski. I think it, apparently it's racist to not try to pronounce someone's name, but, you know, we all try these things. The favorite, Yorgos Lanthimos, Roma, Alfonso Cuaron, Vice, Adam McKay. Very interesting about this year's, what I've noticed this year is that every year, more and more, people uh, get a chance to view these movies uh, easier. I know and in Oscars past, you missed a, sh- you missed a movie, you missed a movie. But now there's, uh, Netflix has uh, their movie, Roma. And the ballad of, what is this girl doing? Don't you dare trying to come up here and try and talk to me. I am a taken man. Oh, she wasn't trying to talk to me. Okay. <laughs> Embarrassing. Like, why don't you open the door? I said, no, I am not single. 
She's like, what? <laughs> You're on my podcast. Oh, she just looked <laughs> very sad. Let's get a timestamp for this. Okay. 24 minutes. Any Hoosers, uh, so now we so now we have an easier way to watch these movies. Um, Vice is still in the a lot of these movies are still in theaters. A lot of them, if they're made by streaming networks or acquired by streaming networks, they'll be put on streaming networks beforehand. Uh, I know Amazon put on a ton. I must be super right now. Oh, she almost backed into the car. Uh, I know Amazon put on Beautiful Boy. Um, Netflix has Roma and uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. You can still watch The Favorite. Uh, Black Klansman is now on DVD. A Star is Born is now available digitally. Uh, so is Bohemian Rhapsody. Vice is still in theaters. But I, I remember like two years ago, I couldn't. There are movies that I just couldn't see. You know, like, and you'd have to wait till after Oscar season to see them. So it's wonderful. Adam McKay, Vice. Actor in a supporting role, Mahershala Ali, Green Book. I would argue that's a starring role, but you know what? This is going to be an easy win for him. Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Sam Rockwell, Vice. Actress in a supporting role, Adam, Amy Adams, Vice, Marina de Tavira, Roma, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone, The Favorite, Richard Weiss, The Favorite. Adapt, uh, you know, I think a lot of people complain about the women and men being separated. I think it's fine. Just, uh, I don't think, you know, it's, if you, if you cut down the amount of, uh, award space for people, then, you know, we only have five people and then it's like two women and three men or three women and two men or whatever. Uh, people are going to complain. Says, There's not enough women. There's not enough men. There's not enough black people. There's not enough. Black. That's what we got to just just make it as wide as possible. Let people come in. Adapted screenplay. Battle of Buster Scruggs. Joel Ethan Cohen. Black Klansman. Charlie Wachtel. David Rabinowitz. Uh, Kevin Wilmot and Spike Lee. Why do they put ands between all of them? Can You Ever Forgive Me? Nicole Hall of Sinner and Jeff Whitty. If Bill Street Could Talk. Barry Jenkins. Stars Born. Eric Roth. Bradley Cooper. A screenplay by Eric Roth and Bradley Cooper and Will Fetters. Why do they put so many ands in here? Original screenplay, The Favorites, Deborah Davis, Tony McNamara, First Reformed, Paul Schrader, Green Book, Nick Valleonga, who I, who I think is the guy whose dad is portrayed by Viggo Morganson, Brian Curry, Peter Farley, Roma, Alfonso Caron, Vice, Adam McKay. All right, uh, and then those are there's a whole bunch more. I don't want to read through. Also, also getting super dark outside. Uh, this is a great selection of movies. I think they uh, there are a lot of awards that are just going to be given to movies like film editing. They're going to be given to movies, obviously, but just given to movies as I guess backup awards is what I want to say. Not backup awards, but awards that you know you still get an Oscar, but it's not the one you want. Like Cooper, Bradley Cooper was not nominated for directing, but I guarantee he'll be nominated for, uh, uh, I mean, not nominated, <laughs> not nominated for directing, but I guarantee he'll win uh, the original song for Shallow. Unless, I don't think he wrote Shallow. I think that was Mark Ronson. Shallow, la, 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 oh, that was Lady Gaga. Well, I don't know if he'll win Best Actor, but... Original song is also very interesting. All the stars, uh, and so that means Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't do that. That's weird. Uh, then there's got Mary Poppins, 
Star is Born. But I think A Star is Born is going to win that one. Visual effects. We got an Infinity War, that uh, Marvel movie. Disney might take this home because it's got Solo, uh, Avengers, Christopher Robin. Then Ready Player One for some reason. And then First Man. All of them beautiful movies. Didn't see a lick of Solo. Uh, don't care much about Avengers. Don't give a flying F about uh, Ready Player One. But those are all good looking movies. Uh, but yeah, it's a different, different, different mix this year. Uh, it's going to be great. Can't complain about race in this one. You know, soon it's going to be, it's going to be, I'll stop talking. I was going to say something very ignorant. Got a text or an Instagram message. Uh, of course, uh, let's take a look at the, the nominations by the numbers. Roma got 10. The favorite got 10. So that means Netflix got 10. For the first time in history, a streamer got that many nominations. But if you're if we're talking about regular uh, theater films, regular theater films, that's so rude. If we're talking about regular studio movies, The Favorite wins ten. Stars Born got eight nominations. Vice got eight. Black Panther seven. Uh, Black Klansman six. Bohemian Rhapsody five. Green Book five. First Man. All of these movies got more than one. First Man four. Mary Poppins Returns, four, Battle of Buster Scruggs, three, Can You Ever Forgive Me, three, Cold War, three, If Bill Street Could Talk, three, Isle of Dogs, two, Mary Queen of Scots, two, Never Look Away, two, RGB, two. Huh. And they're all the same movie. I mean, they're all, they all got more than one. It's it's a type of movie that people uh, really wanted. So, not wanted, but the Academy really favored. Interesting. Uh, Disney, 17, Fox, uh, Fox Searchlight, 15, Netflix, 15, Annapurna, 11, uh, Universal, 9, Warner Brothers, 9, Focus Features. Excuse me. I said Netflix got 10 nominations, uh, when I was talking about Roma. It got 15 total because of Battle of Buster Scruggs. Focus Features, 8, 20th Century Fox, 5, Sony Pictures Classics, 4, Amazon Studios 3, Annapurna 11, uh, Magnolia Pictures, Participant Media, CNN Films 2, and that must be RPG. And, uh, or I might be wrong, <laughs> Paramount 1. Those are all the nominations by studios and how many movies. Uh, but there are some snubs, a lot of snubs. As I said before, Bradley Cooper is directing in A Star is Born. Uh, if he was going to get nominated for that, then I guarantee he would at least win actor. <laughs> But now it's up in the air. First Man got a snub out of uh, all of the main categories. Very true. Timothy Chalamet did not get recognized for Beautiful Boy. John David Washington, his first starring role, Black Klansman, didn't get uh, nominated. Sucks. He was good. He was really good. Uh, this is all from Variety. Ethan Hawke, First Reformed. Uh, who wrote this, actually? So I don't get blamed for any of this. Raymond Satuta. Raman Satuta. Whatever. Sorry, not whatever. I don't want to be rude. <laughs> Emily Blunt for both A Quiet Place and Mary Poppins Returns. To be fair, A Quiet Place was not going to be nominated uh, for anything regardless. <laughs> not to be rude. But it's very uh, interesting that uh, Mary Poppins Returns. You know, if Black Panther didn't come out, I think Mary Poppins Returns would have taken that spot. <laughs> I'm very, I make a joke, but that's very true uh, because people love that type of crap. Michael B. Jordan, Black, eh, who cares? Uh, Tony Collette for Hereditary. I don't think I don't know if any uh, horror movie was nominated for uh, Academy Awards. 
Nicole Kidman for Destroyer and Boy Race. Very true. Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yep. For Best Documentary. Eighth Grade for Screenplay. I've It's in my queue on Amazon. I'll watch it at some point, uh, but I just don't uh, care much about watching a little white girl struggle with her life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Burning for Best Foreign Film. Roma. Both. Oh, surprise. Oh, those are surprises. Oh, there's some surprises in here. A lot of snubs, though. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And like I said, sorry to bother you was not named for anything. Blind spotting, neither. But I don't think I think blind spotting could have had a chance. I mean, not blind spotting. Sorry to bother you could have had a chance. Very interesting to see all this stuff not uh, not be to not be recognized. It really sucks. Like in all these movies, uh, again, I, I think superhero movies are overrated. <laughs> Anyway, we live in a world uh, that favors, that goes against the, that goes with the grain. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff to watch and sometimes you just, you just, you, you gotta miss it. Sorry to bother you, was snubbed. Very interesting to see these movies live like this. Any hoosers, check out the Oscars, February 23rd, Sunday, I believe. February 23rd. Check it out. It'll be great. Uh, no hosts this year. Chimney Christmas. All right, I got to go because this the lights keep turning off, and they're extremely hot. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, hey, listen, if you like what you heard here, and if you like what you saw here, for some ungodly reason you liked any of this, head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, that has gotten just a teensy bit of a revamp. Uh, we've got an interview coming out very soon. Uh, that was rescheduled. Tell you a little story. It was rescheduled for uh, today. The, uh, the, at the exact time I'm shooting this, did not get a chance to do it because 10 minutes before I was rushing to my car, I was rushing to my car, get a phone call. Hey, Chad, can we reschedule? I said, all right, that's fine. So now it's rescheduled for tomorrow. The time it's recording, it'll be tomorrow at four o'clock. It's a very, it's a person that I reached out to. So hopefully it's going to happen. He's a nice guy. He's a very funny comedian. There we go. Uh, so you can check that out. It'll be coming at you soon. And then I, we, I just looked at this girl who just saw me holding this microphone and looking at this camera. Uh, <laughs> so you can check it out. Do you need directions? I'm just joking. She is. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, check it out. Check it out. It'll be Ron Funches. It'll be great. Hopefully, no, yeah, this episode will go up to uh, tomorrow, the day I do this, the day I do his interview. So maybe I'll include a little bit of, of his interview in the audio version of this show. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Also, head to the website, seablesscomedy.com, where you got the latest uh, uh, videos, features, and all that stuff. You can always also head to the website if you want to see me for some ungodly reason, do this show live. Head on over to youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. She came back, and I'm just trying not to make eye contact. <laughs> Head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com. Oh, wait, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. You can, uh, where is she going? Oh, she's backing up now. Oh, she's moving her car. Is she? Oh, she's hopping out her car. No, she's doing something. <laughs> okay. YouTube.com slash people's comedy. Watch the video version of the show. Also watch news time, which is the weekly entertainment news show that I do. It's like the daily show, uh, but way less funny. Uh, <laughs> she's walking by again. Okay. It's like a daily show, but way less funny. This, uh, take a different topic every single week, make a story out of it. 
this week's episode was about uh this happens every time i don't know why i don't write this down it's about something let's see i did going oh it's about the fire festival documentaries which were fantastic oh my god i love them so much both of them were so great uh even the netflix one even though i said it was produced by the guys who threw on the fire festival the people that threw on fire festival too uh so anyway check it out it's a good episode. It's, a, it's talking about how celebrities can really affect your bottom line when it comes to being a business. Check it out. It's good. Uh, listen, I'm going to go ahead and hang up here. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. I love you. Follow us on Instagram, Matt Siebel's Comedy. Follow us on Twitter, Matt Siebel's Comedy. I love you. Follow me on Twitter, Matt Siebel's Chat Black White. Follow me on Instagram, Matt Chat Black White. Bye.